Suburban Muse podcast is a vanity project put together by me. My name's Boo. And I'm AP. And we rewatch movies so you don't have to. We'll bring you themed cocktails. We reserve the right to review an album or rant about something pop culture related. Or just whatever the hell we want to talk about, really. Our theme song for this season is Dubious Turquoise, and it's by Lance Tabor. You can find Lance's music on Apple Music and wherever you stream your tunes. Look for him on Facebook under Lance Tabor Music. It's spelled T-A-B-E-R, and his page is at The Tabes. Let's get down to whatever we're talking about today. Welcome to Suburban News Podcast. I am AP. I am Boo. And today we're going to talk about the recently discovered, though timeless in its quality, (laughs) Bill Murray Christmas special. A very Murray Christmas. A very Murray Christmas. Not newly discovered. We discovered that one one year ago, two years ago? A couple years ago, Yeah, a couple years ago, and it's on Netflix. For many reasons, it is timeless, and we'll talk about that as the podcast goes forward. Yeah. Um, so ordinarily, we would give you a, a themed cocktail. Um, and indeed, there there is a uh, there is a very specific cocktail that's mentioned in A Very Murray Christmas. Um, but before we talk about the storied history behind that, do you want to talk about what we're actually drinking here? Because we're not drinking the, the famed cocktail from the movie. No, no. Because it sounds kind of gross actually no. we're drinking uh, an apple butter old-fashioned what's in an apple butter old-fashioned my love it's a roughly one-to-one ratio of apple butter to whiskey topped off with similar proportion of ginger beer mm. the apple butter and the whiskey is shaken together and strained through a fine mesh strainer over ice what kind of we normally use maker's mark or mo- mostly maker's mark yeah you can use whatever whiskey you like yeah don't take that, you know, hundred bottle of a, a bullet nine year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Do that. Well, well, here's here's our apple butter old fashions. Cheers. Cheers. I love you. I love you. Mm. And some clove bitters as well. Oh, that's good. So good. So um, ordinarily we would do the the themed cocktail, um, and in a very merry Christmas, Maya Rudolph uh, is obviously in this movie. She's fantastic. One of the things that she or the cocktail that she touts in this movie is called a soiled kimono. <laughs> Dive right into that soiled kimono, my love. Well, here's what's in it. <laughs> so jacked up. Soiled kimono. It's two-thirds of a glass of costly French French champagne. Mix that with a third of a glass of Japanese plum wine and top it with a paper butterfly. No. I don't know, man. No, it's, that's, a, that's a no. I don't know. Maya Rudolph, though, did not have a paper butterfly in hers. It was a, it was a bunch of olives, which I don't know, man. With... With the I'm not plum, a sh- plum wine and champagne and then olives that just sounds like a bunch of no. So uh, my Rudolph's character um, has that cocktail. Um, there is a history behind this. So the drink is actually a reference. This is from uh, this is from an article called Four Things from a Very Merry Christmas uh, by Hannah and Husband.com. I'll put the link in the show notes because it's a fun, fun blog. Um, but they say the drink is a reference to one of the original writers and creators of uh, on SNL, uh, Michael O'Donohue. It's a cocktail referenced in one of his Mr. Mike's least loved bedtime tales. When Bill Murray announced his death on stage at SNL, he toasted with a soiled kimono. The drink is meant to be garnished with a butterfly, but Maya's is garnished with olives to each their own. Mm-hmm. So, so there, so there you go. Yeah, it's that sounded gross to us. Right there, there's a story that goes along with it, like there's lore of the drink. 
outside of SNL or because of SNL? I, I don't know, but there's... there's. All right, fire away. It says, the story of the drink. This is from soiledkimono.com. Did you have to pay for the site? I did not did have to pay for the site. Did you do it in private browsing mode? No, I did not. No, it's, it's available. Did you put in a credit card? Uh, yours, actually. So. Well, cool. Yeah, whatever. Explains all the text message I'm getting. Yeah, the story of the drink uh, is, is, is as follows. A Japanese aviator was angry with an unfaithful geisha girl. Take this, he said, flinging two-thirds of a glass of costly French champagne in her face. And this, he said, flinging a third of a glass of Japanese plum wine in her face. And this, he said, flinging a paper butterfly in her face. Why, this tastes delicious, she exclaimed, kissed him, and then hit him in the lungs with a gardening tool. The end. All right. That is lore. <laughs> Yeah. There are a lot of reasons I just decided that we should not be drinking soiled kimonos here on yeah, this, uh, this Christmas Eve recording. <laughs> I don't like champagne, and I'm not going to drink something made from a damn plum. Yeah. <laughs> or eat anything from a damn plum. Anyway, the apple butter old-fashioned is a, is a lot better of a, of, of a decision. So uh, uh, give us just a second to collect ourselves and quit giggling, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive right into a very merry Christmas. So I got to talk about how we found this stupid, stupid thing. Um, that's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's not stupid. But we were looking for Scrooged. I was looking for the movie Scrooged by Bill Murray um, from 1988, I believe. Yeah. And when you search on Netflix, if it doesn't have the movie you're looking for, of course, it sends you other things that have... It's the closest. Yeah, either the same cast or maybe some similar thing or whatever. So we were looking for Scrooged, and this came up, and I was like... I don't know what this is, and neither one of us had heard of it. So, of course, we immediately had to watch it two times in a row. Because it's Bill Murray. It's because it's Bill Murray. So, um, it's, on Netflix. it's on Netflix. It's amazing. Uh, AP, what is what is this? This, for me, is a beautiful and amazing you nod. You desperately want to say classic, and I, I gave no. you the challenge not to do that. Actually, the word classic wasn't in my head. Oh, okay. Good. Sorry. Um, Sorry, continue. This amazing classic piece of work. <laughs> Damn it, AP. Damn it. This is an amazing homage mm. to 1970s variety shows where it feels like they would put out a, okay, we're doing a, a, a bar scene. Mm -hmm. Who's free on Thursday? <laughs> You're under contract. So whoever was supposed to be there would just show up. So you would get, you know, the star of a, you know, a soap opera with the, you know, the clerk and facts of life, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just a, a, probably like what a lot of summertime network game shows are now okay but the premise of it is new york snowed in and bill murray has to do a live christmas special <laughs> from the carlisle hotel and everything like starts to fall apart and like nobody can show up he has all these guests that are supposed to be in the audience hit all these guests that are supposed to be on stage with him and like no one's there no, and it and, pans out that the Pope is supposed to be sitting next to Iggy Azalea. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure, sure. You know, and his producers, played by uh, Amy Poehler and a woman whose name I can never remember, um, are just, Bill, this is great. We're going to do all this. I don't want to, but you have to. Mm -hmm. You know, we've already bought the satellite time. Um, Bill Murray's uh, sidekick is the ever-amazing mm -hmm. Paul Schaefer. Um, if you've got to have somebody in your corner... Who just says, "Yeah, man, I can do that." It should be Paul Schaefer. 
his line is something like, uh, I wouldn't miss this nutty gig for the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then as it progresses, you know, he ends up making the best of the evening and has um, several fascinating musical adventures along the way. And since he doesn't have anybody doing the show with him, who ends up coming in from the blizzard? Bill Murray's having a crisis. And he decides to like go into the lobby of the hotel. He's looking out at you know the street. There's nothing there. No one's out except Chris Rock. <laughs> and it's like this is like the second time that they've met. And, <laughs> and yeah, so great. he brings him in, and and this is one bit of the plot. And it gives doesn't give gives this one part of the show away, but it sets up the theme and the style and the mm -hmm. what to expect for the rest of it. Is Bill Murray cons Chris Rock into singing "Little Drummer Boy." No, no, no. Uh, singing, do you see what I see? Oh, do you see what, or do you hear what do I hear? Do you hear, yeah. hear what I hear? Live, unrehearsed. You know, and Chris Rock. And matching his sweaters. <laughs> made it clear he can't sing, but he he pulls it off in a great comedic mm -hmm. way. Yeah. The whole 43 minutes is yeah. like that. And the, uh, they, then they, they end up going to a bar, or they end up going to uh, this rather famous bar, actually, in, uh, in, in New York. To the hotel bar. Uh, it's called Bemelman's Bar, and it has all this, like, weird artwork on the wall. Um, yeah, and there was supposed to be a wedding that was happening there, and, of course, that got canceled, and so they end up eating all the wedding food. And, yeah. um, um, Rashida Jones is the is the, the, the bride, and Jason Schwartzman mm -hmm. from Rushmore and the band Phantom Planet is, you know, or the, the bride and groom. David Johansson, a.k.a. Buster Poindexter, is the weirdly ever-present bartender. I have. Here's what I think, and of course he was in Scrooge. He was he was a taxi driver yeah. in Scrooge. So like they're they're old friends. This very much is one of those things where it kind of reminded me of Adam Sandler, where Adam Sandler like gets all of his friends cast in most movies that he does, right? Just to make sure that his friends are always working. Oh, this kind of reminds me of that. Like, who do I like in the SNL cast? Who's here in New York? Who are my friends? That's kind of what this reminded me of. I, I totally get that. Yeah. I think, th and what's interesting is why it feels different with Bill Murray is because you know who Maya Rudolph is, mm -hmm. you know who Jenny Lewis is, you know who Buster Poindexter are versus Adam Sandler's friends, you know, because of, sure. generally speaking. Sure. It's so funny. Um, you meant, you mentioned Buster Poindexter. Um, I mean, it's actually David Johansson, but like he, I like him more in this than I like him in Scrooge. It's so funny. It's so funny in this because like he's always there. He's not always like part of the actual scene, but he's always just like, like deep in the bar. background. So it makes me wonder like, did his contract say that like we'll pay you X amount for every minute that you're on the screen? <laughs> so he just fucking finds a way to make himself on the screen like all the time, just randomly in the background. Sometimes he's making drinks, sometimes he's washing dishes. Like well, what's happening? No one Bill Murray's like humor style. Um he probably said, hey, David. <laughs> just be there Saturday. Just be there Saturday. Just be, just do funny stuff. Wear that red suit and make sure your hair is really big. <laughs> also, can you find the biggest glasses that you can find? That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like there's the, the the failed live show that happens, and they all go to go to a bar, get belligerently drunk, and have a sing along. Do you want to talk about the kitchen staff that's uh, that's that's there? Oh, the kitchen staff. There's a nice line of dialogue that like helps the like help the rest of the show. A chapter break, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we can't tell you what it is, but there's a point where they no longer have to worry about the live show. So now they can just be snowed in. Yeah. And and get belligerently drunk in a bar. Yeah. Sure. With the, you know, with Buster Poindexter. Or awesome. to be super nerdy, the lead singer from the New York Dolls, which is his original gig. Sorry. Yes, sir. Um, but the kitchen staff is the band Phoenix. 
French synth pop group <laughs> was popular in the mid 2000s. I think you're the only person that knew that just by looking at them. <laughs> I've seen them live. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Sure. And I called them Weezer just to piss you off. Uh, for a second, I was like, I probably don't have a frame of reference for Phoenix. They're the kitchen staff. And, or not, they're the cooks. Mm -hmm. So there's a point where they all sing a Christmas song together. Because why not? Why not? It's As you do. Fucking fantastic. As you do. Like the cocktail waitress is a, is a, is a great singer there's too. Jenny Lewis. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot that happens there. Um, should we listen to a little bit of Phoenix? Oh my God, please. It's still for real. It's sad to feel alone on Christmas Day. Okay, we just listened to Weezer. <laughs> we just listened to Phoenix. The third segment of this silly, silly, I can't call it a movie. Is it, is it a TV special? What is this? I call this a TV special. Or is this just a Bill Murray says I want to do a Christmas thing? That sounds more real. Yeah, so this Bill Murray offering. That's a great way to say it. It's a sacrifice. Yes, it like a mythical. Yeah, sure. Anyway, the, the very merry Christmas. They they're doing they're doing shots at the bar because like it's now midnight, so it's officially Christmas Day. And you were you were impressed by the shot lineup that they did. Yeah, they um. There's a part where it turns you know from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day midnight or whatever, and somebody asks, um, "Do you want Russia or do you want Mexico?" So they lined up vodka, vodka. shots and tequila shots mm -hmm. and. Stupid trivia. You got all excited about the tequila. I did because A, it's delicious. It's the Casamigos Reposoto. It's also the brand that George Clooney owns. And he's in this particular segment. Oh, and that's what we have upstairs? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. It's delicious. All right. So uh, they, they do tequila shots or vodka shots and then <laughs> Bill Murray very dramatically just, it's not even like a, oh my gosh, I'm going to pass out now. It's just, he just falls off the piano bench. It's just... Good night. It's very real in a way. because It's uh, like me whenever you turn on a movie and I'm warm and loved on the couch. It's just very, the day will end now. <laughs> true. Not from, you know. A, you don't fall off the couch. but I don't fall off the couch. But Bill Murray sure did fall off the piano bench on the floor. And started the third segment of, uh, of, of this, this Christmas offering. Which is like a weird dream sequence that takes place on a Jersey soundstage. It's very white. Yeah, super Q-tip white bright. Yeah, and a lot of lit up trees and people in tuxedos and there's a white grand piano and George Clooney and Miley Cyrus <laughs> and a bunch of rockets. Just, it's and fascinating. A, and a bunch of Letterman's old band. For reasons, right? For yeah. reasons. And George Clooney's making a martini on top of the piano. <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure, why not? It's but, a great sequence. Yeah, um, and this is kind of the more obviously rehearsed offering so this would have been the more polished performances whereas the yeah, the ones in the bar were were intended to be you know spontaneous yeah professionally sloppy professionally sloppy there you go I, I like that I like that a lot um but like Miley Cyrus does a rendition of Silent Night that's 
really lovely, right? You don't actually get to hear her be a good ballad singer very often, but it's 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 very well done. There's a number by the Rockettes. There's a number by George Clooney. <laughs> so amazing. Can we listen to it? Oh God, yes. All right, this is George Clooney, Santa Claus. Wasn't loving. <laughs> now mama's in the kitchen cooking. The children all fast asleep. It's time for Santa Claus to make his midnight creep. Santa Claus wants some love and Santa Claus wants some love and Yeah, I know there's something real pretty underneath the Christmas tree. But I hate no loving all week. It's beginning to worry me because So good. And we didn't see that coming. No. It just shows I mean don't, I don't, don't give away the staging because the staging is 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 what makes true. it for sure. You know, um, George Clooney sings just the point. Jo- George Clooney sings it and it's it's very it's uh, it's unexpected and awesome. That's all that's all we'll yeah. say about that. Um, ordinarily here on Suburban Muse, this is when we would go into a a long diatribe about does the show does this does does this movie or the show or this offering whatever the hell it is does this hold up and would we show it would we show it to our kids this is new enough that it's tough to say if it holds up or not right like who knows we could we could watch it again in ten years and you and I will still love it but it could be problem problematic I don't know I think it was created held up yeah like it it's it's because of what it's an homage to, it's meant to not be overtly offensive and awful. Yeah. Right. And and I think usually we, like, this is the point we're talking about, whether we show it to our kids. Mm-hmm. Well, we did show this to, uh, to the, to the older kids. We tried. But they don't have a frame of reference for, for Bill Murray. And if you don't have a reference and a reverence for mm, Bill Murray, word, then word. it's tough to, like, get his humor. Because that's the thing. I could also see young people watching Bill Murray not and not understanding why he's funny. Sure. I think because I know the older kids of especially the the boy have seen Ghostbusters probably, you know, mm-hmm. 10 12 times and that's a great representation of it. Mm-hmm. Of, of Bill Murray. Um but even like but aside from that it's hard to rope rope either one of them in. Sure. There's even a long story short there's this movie with a bunch of vignettes um where Bill Murray plays a server in a diner and his customers are Riza and Giza from the Wu-Tang clan. So I'm like, son, Riza, Giza, Wu-Tang, hip hop. What movie is this? Um, it's called Coffee and Cigarettes, Jim Jarmusch film. Okay. Um, each vignette in it is like, there's coffee and there's cigarettes. Hence the name, huh? Exactly. Tom Waits and Iggy Pop have a conversation in the movie. Kind of like fantastic. the movie 200 Cigarettes. Guess how many cigarettes are smoked throughout the movie? We gotta watch two hundred cigarettes on, uh, on on New Year's at some point. Anyway, oh yes. Anyway, I digress. I dig. I digress. So we would ordinarily talk about does this hold up? Would we show it to our kids? Uh, it's too new to really know if if that hold up to you know to the mirror of the future if that is a thing. Um, and we have shown it to the kids, but it, unless you have a a reference and reverence for Bill Murray's comedy, it's tough to get this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're a fan of like a, a lot of random cameos, this is a, a, yeah, fun, a, a fun thing because everybody, yeah, almost everybody in, in this in this uh, 
TV special has been in other things gratuitously to some degree or another. And I feel like all the comedians that are in this, they're all showcasing their own kind of comedy. Like, oh, yeah. Like Amy Poehler is funny in this, but she's very Amy Poehler. Like yeah. she's not trying to supplement Bill Murray's comedy, right? Like she's funny in an Amy Poehler kind of way. Maya Rudolph is funny in a Maya Rudolph kind Rashida of way. Rashida Jones the same way. Correct. Yeah. So like every comedian, every uh, person that's in this, Chris Rock, he's funny in a Chris Rock kind of way. He's hilarious yeah. in a Chris Rock kind of way. That's, br that's brilliant. Yeah. So like it's, it's a cool vehicle to showcase many, many different kinds of comedy. Again, I think it's Bill Murray calling in a bunch of favors and just being like, who's, all right, we're in New York. We're filming at these cool locations. Who's here? Yeah. Who's the theme? <laughs> yeah, right. Or, or here's the theme. Are you free Thursday? It's vaguely Christmas. Let's figure it out. I don't have time to rehearse. It's cool. Neither do we, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> we'll figure out the rest of the songs later. Sure, sure, right. Um, yeah. So does it hold up? Sure. Uh, I mean, it's only a few years old. Would we show it to our kids? Well, we've attempted to. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think the nine-year-old fell asleep because we didn't start it until <laughs> whatever time. Whatever time it was late I mean, enough she was that sleepy that day. She was sleepy that day. Now, I mean, if she actually watched it while she was awake, I think she would enjoy the music because she's extremely musically inclined. Um, as she's gently sleeping, all snuggled up in her bed because it's Christmas Eve and. Uh, no, we're recording this Christmas Eve. We're recording on Christmas Eve, and we're awaiting Santa Claus. By editing and recording the podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last minute words, last minute things we're going to say about uh, a very Murray Christmas. That bit you said about how each individual person in the show was able to do their own brand of comedy mm -hmm. and their own brand of personality. Really, really brilliant. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. I occasionally make intelligent observations. Four things from a very merry Christmas. That's the website I'm going to put up in the show notes because uh, it, it had the the bit about the soiled kimono. Um, I'm also going to link to soiledkimono.com. I swear it's not going to give your computer a virus or anything like that. Um, just because. Also, if you're if this is something that is interesting to you, you gotta watch Scrooge if you haven't. It's a it's an amazing movie. It's one of my own Christmas standards because, of course, it has creepy weird shit in it. Um, so it kind of speaks to my Nightmare Before Christmas overall mm. aesthetic. Um, just a great movie. Another wonderful Bill Murray vehicle that has a lot of your standard. 80s things Oops. in it yeah um yeah anything else that we want to want to tell the people about nope that's it yeah well, you're yours at the end of your cocktail i haven't finished finished right. mine a very merry christmas check it out on netflix on netflix it's uh it's it's now one of our classics like once we found it we you know it was like a like discovering a gold mine we're very excited about it 10 minutes in i was like this is it this is it we're gonna this watch my, this 87 times this is my adult emmett otter's jug band christmas your adult Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. We have not watched that yet this year. No, we haven't. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Suburban Muse podcast. Boo is going to talk about how to contact us because I personally hate any and all social media. You can contact us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can interact with us on Facebook at Suburban Muse Podcast or on Twitter at APBooSTL. You can find the RSS feed at suburbanmusepodcast.buzzsprout.com or subscribe to us on Spotify because we know you don't want to miss a second of word vomit. Episodes come out randomly and season lengths are arbitrary. Just like we said at the very beginning, this is our vanity project. And if it starts to feel like a job, we'll just stop doing it. So stay tuned for the next episode of our Stupid Stupid Words and we'll figure out what those are going to be 
don't know, soon. <laughs>